otherwise known as the Sansei Traveler. I'm here to bring you the latest in active adventure, culinary, and wellness travel as a travel advisor, writer, blogger, and photographer. I'm glad you're here. Hey everyone, this is Janice Sakata schultz the Sansei Traveler. You're listening to the 24th episode of the Sansei Traveler podcast. Um, today's episode is finally about Hawaii and specifically Maui. Um, this is a trip that my daughters and I took about three months ago. Um, and the reason why I've kind of been delaying um, talking about Hawaii is because of the changing COVID-19 travel protocols. Um, that were uh, relevant at the time that we went, and then they weren't relevant, and now they are relevant again. So, um, so basically, uh, what we had to do was to um, fill out information on the state health website, uh, or uh, the state, uh, the Hawaii state uh, health website. Um, upload our COVID test within 72 hours of our leaving. Then we got to the airport and had to present all the information again. Um, and all of that was um, uh, in place in May when we went. And then um, because of um, uh, lowering rates of COVID and more people getting the vaccine, and um, it just seemed to uh, be fine. And so the state of Hawaii then uh, just said, okay, well, we're going to uh, just require proof of vaccination, and that's it. Well, COVID rates spiked again, especially with the Delta variant. And so, um, <laughs> so, uh, they're putting those restricted uh, COVID protocols into place. So I'm not even going to, frankly, address that because it is a fluid situation. Um, you know, I think that it could, uh, they could require more um, information and more restrictions uh, by the time you hear this podcast. So it's almost like I just don't want to um, even approach that right now. But just know that uh, the best uh, place for you to go is to the Hawaii uh, Department of Health website. Um, also to, I think it's uh, Safe Travels. Um, I'm actually going to be looking it up here in just a second. So um, Hawaii Travel. And it is the uh, go. The best place to go to start is gohawaii.com. Uh, travel requirements. That's where you're going to find the latest information. So, um, and uh, should be fine there right now. But I will talk to you about what we experienced when we were in Hawaii. I'm actually going to just keep it to three things that my kids and I did because what happened was is that we uh, consciously decided not to do anything that we had done. Uh, the first time uh, that we went, or actually the first time with them, um, do those same things that we did five years ago when we went in 2016. Um, those things involved uh, going to on the road to Hana and to on a snorkel cruise. And um, I think, let's see, I don't, oh, we didn't do the, the, um, uh, the uh, luau. We did that on the uh, island of Hawaii, the big island. So, but uh, basically those were uh, the highlights of our last trip. So this time we decided we're going to um, do some 
different things. And so we uh, went over to the west uh, side of Maui, uh, West Maui Drive. Um, it's, it's basically uh, most people who do this go from Kapalua, which is on the northern end of the uh, Kaanapali Lahaina area, um, going over to Wailuku, which is um, over toward Kahului, where the airport is in central Maui. And I will tell you that um, when my husband and I went on this trip. Um, I thought it was awesome. It was spectacular. It was something that I had never seen. And it was, um, I think it typified Hawaii to me at the time and, um, or, or what I think is uh, kind of unspoiled Hawaii before all the tourism came and uh, just looked beautiful. Uh, the road was actually quite fine. Um, most of it is two lanes until you get to, I would say, um, uh, a few miles outside of Kapalua and then it starts to narrow and then it becomes one lane in certain sections and you have to be extremely careful um, when you're on those one lane stretches and those are pretty long one one lane stretches as well um, you've got to uh, look way ahead um, you know because there are bends in the road um, there's actually one part where the uh, road is one lane and you can actually see on this other side of a uh, deep valley uh, the road and you almost have to look and see if another car is coming <laughs> in that direction because um, otherwise you're going to get stuck or you're going to have to back up or the other car is going to have to back up or you're going to have to try to um, find a turnout somewhere, which I, to be truthful, there wasn't too many of those turnouts. And so the other thing about going on the road is, is that it is windy. Um, my two kids, especially one of them got car sick and she never hardly ever gets car sick. So for them, it was not the same wonderful experience that I had when I went um, about 15 years ago and did the same thing. Um, I thought that they would love it. I thought we were going to go see the, I think it's called the Nahele Blowhole, which is, oh, I'm sorry, Nakalele uh, Blowhole, which is probably the um, highlight of going on this trip uh, or going on this uh, this uh, drive and uh, we didn't even stop to see that they did not care they think they just wanted to get off the road and just get back to town and and probably you know uh, catch their breath and and uh, you know get and uh, recover from the car or uh, one of them I'm sorry uh, wanted to recover from the car sickness <laughs> um, the other thing that's uh, I would say um, probably a, a highlight of here is uh, seeing the olivine pools. I heard that they're really cool. Um, just some tide pools that uh, are at the end of a um, kind of a, a kind of a lava field going into the ocean. Um, they're, I would say, uh, I, I think about um, halfway or about maybe about 20 miles from the Nakalele blowhole. Um, also is a little village called Kahakuloa, which is a, you know, probably, I think it's, uh, people have said it's the most isolated village in Maui. I believe it. <laughs> um, and uh, it looked like there were a couple of uh, shave ice uh, stands there, um, 
a, uh, a place to buy fruit and um, uh, mango bread, but uh, that was not open when we were there. So maybe it would be if you decide to go on this. Um, I would say, though, that if you wanted to do this uh drive, go to uh, the uh, Naka Lele blowhole and then turn back. Because after that is when the road does get a little bit, you know, hairpin, well, severe hairpin turns, you know, the, and of course, those, you know, um, uh, the um, um, one lane roads, you know, that go on that seem to go on forever. So and you know, if you have anybody in your in your uh, group who's who gets prone to car sickness, don't go on this. But if you're, you know, if you have kind of like this more adventurous uh, spirit, like I do, and you don't mind, uh, you know, kind of seeing what's you know what's going to happen, <laughs> then uh, go on, go on this road. It's 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 definitely different. Um, it's I would say different from. Uh, going on the road to Hana, definitely less crowded than going on the road to Hana. So, okay, so that is number one of the things that we did in Maui. Number two is the um, uh, Haleakala National Park. And this is something that a lot of people do. One of the things that um, when people visit is that they will go see the sunrise. And for all the times that I've been to Maui, I've been there at least four or five times now, I have yet to see the sunrise at Haleakala and the crater. It's supposed to be spectacular. Um, I guess when uh, you have the fog rolling in and um, the first you know, bursts of light, uh, sunlight and sunrise come over the uh, edge of the crater and then to the top, it's supposed to be this spectacular scene. I have yet to see it. I've seen pictures of it, some video of it, and I don't think um, that does it justice. I think that you will have to probably see it uh, in person, see it for yourself. But I have never been with people, never traveled with people who have been motivated to get up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning to make the trek up to Haleakala or have... um, uh, been around people who want to pay like the two hundred, three hundred dollars um, that a uh, tour bus and a tour guide uh, would <laughs> would entail to uh, go up there. Uh, you know that cost just isn't justifiable to to the people I've been around. So for those reasons, I have not done that. I have done um, a bike ride that goes from the top of the crater down to the bottom, which I thought was a lot of fun. I saw quite a few people do that on our trip there. But what my kids and I did was we went around, I think it was around 9, 10 in the morning, drove up there. Um, The skies were a little bit overcast, uh, you know, rained in a few spots. And then finally we get to uh, Haleakala itself, uh, to the crater, um, above the cloud line, which is, I think, pretty spectacular in itself. Uh, Went to the summit um, and saw some really, really great uh, views. But um, the thing is, is that for some weird reason, there's a bunch of little gnat-like flies there and they covered our white car. And both of my kids are freaked out when it comes to insects. And I'm a little freaked out too. I mean, I can handle them but uh, for some reason, they just swarmed around our car. And I don't know if it was because it was a white car or a light colored car or whatever. But um, yeah, that kind of 
I have to say that little thing just ruined the experience for them. Um, you know, I wanted to actually go and uh, hike a little bit, hike a little bit into the crater. But uh, no, again, my kids just kind of wanted to say, oh, my gosh, this is like, oh, uh, and so uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm giving you these things that were not great for my kids, but don't let that deter you. I think I don't I'm not sure what kind of frame of mind they were in. But I th- you know, they generally enjoyed the trip. But but these were the two things that I think were kind of not so great for them. And I guess I get, I'm giving you a cautionary tale here too. So but I, I do think that going to Haleakala is very worth it. It does take a while to get up there. It took us about I'd say two and a half hours from Ka'anapali, two and a half, three hours to get up to the summit. Um, and then, you know, as I said, we we kind of drove around. We, uh, you know, took in the views. It was fantastic. But I do recommend going there and spending some time there as well. Um, if you can see the sunrise, I think uh, that would actually be a fantastic uh, way to uh, spend your day. And um, I... You know, if you can do it um, with uh, a tour company, I would say go for that. And, uh, you know, if, if you have the means, if you have the money, if it's worth it, um, I, I think that that's probably a great way to go because then you don't have to worry about driving and, you know, driving so early in the morning um, and, you know, fighting the crowds getting there. So uh, so consider that when you uh, if you are going to go to Haleakala. Um, when you are visiting Maui. So uh, the third thing, third and final thing that I'm going to mention here um, is uh, the probably the best meal out that we had um, in Maui, and that is Star Noodle Cafe. Um, we just loved uh, everything about it <laughs> um, because uh, one of my kids just did not not feel right about dining out at a restaurant. We decided to uh, uh, get a takeout. And so we got uh, ramen noodles, um, local simon, which is uh, dashi broth, spam, kamaboko, uh, a soft-boiled egg, and green onions. So that was one thing that we ate, one thing we had. Um, I actually had uh, some pad thai. I know I'm pretty boring and predictable, so that's what I had. And uh, my other daughter had hapa ramen, which is uh, pork broth, roast pork, uh, soft-boiled egg, bok choy, kamaboko, um, bamboo shoots, and uh, all in in a miso. And so... um, the restaurant is uh, overlooks uh, is on the kind of on the waterfront, and so if you eat there, it, you're going to get a spectacular open air uh, view. And so uh, I definitely would, um, you know, if you are in the Lahaina area, of course, if you're not staying in Lahaina, this is going to be a little bit impractical. But if you are in Lahaina, definitely make uh, time for uh, going to Star Noodle Cafe um, because we just thought that that was probably, as I said the best meal that we had. It, it, it was the best meal. I mean, we stayed in a condo and we prepared, prepared food some other night.
nights, but um, but uh, that was the best meal out that we had, and it wasn't um, it wasn't too expensive either, which is kind of uh, a rarity for uh, anything that you spend in uh, in Kaanapali and Maui in general. So, um, also, uh, I I would just say uh, if you are in Maui spend more time there than we did. Uh, we we thought, okay, we're spending there four days is going to be enough. And maybe it was enough for my kids, especially after going on that West Maui Drive and to Haleakala. But um, I think you just sort of need some time to kind of relax and chill and go to the beach and, um, you know, go snorkel. Um, we did not snorkel this time around, but uh, we did spend time on the beach. And the beaches in Maui are great. Um, it, it's interesting, though, too, because uh, I wrote a blog post saying, has Maui become too touristy? Um, I, I think because of the time we went with the travel restrictions in place, I didn't see as many people as I thought I would. However, um, hearing about what's happening now, you know, with the lifting of the restrictions um, and more people uh, crowding the beaches and crowding all the islands of Hawaii, uh, the main islands, um, I might be, I might feel different. I might've written that blog post um, in a, uh, you know, I, I may have probably, uh, change my view on it and probably would have said, yes, it has become more touristy. So um, I say that Maui is never probably going to be as touristy as Oahu. And that's just because of, you know, the population. I mean, the population of Maui is never going to get to the size of Oahu, um, with Oahu being uh, where Honolulu is, the main city. But I do worry about it becoming more crowded and um, because a few years ago when I did send a uh, client through my travel agency uh, to Maui he did complain that there was just so many people there and that was you know I think in 2017 so that was four years ago um, I've heard that uh, there the the um, uh, government officials in Hawaii who want to try to limit tourism. But how do they do that when it's the primary economic driving force of the state? I mean, I don't know. I mean, how do you say, okay, we're going to restrict these many people coming in, but we still need your tourism dollars. (laughs) So um, I don't know. It's it's a beautiful place. It's, It's one of my favorite places in the world. And if they can do something to kind of save it from over-tourism, I'm all for that. I don't know what that entails. Um, if Does it mean restricting, you know, the number of tourists coming in? Do they cap it out? I, I mean, that might be a solution. I mean, yes, it may make some people angry. It might make them upset. But I think in order to save a special place like Hawaii, they may have to do something of that, yeah, to, to take measures of that uh, to that degree. So, so we'll see. All right. So I, uh, this is the end of this uh, podcast episode. As I said, it's going to be pretty short. Um, I will put links in the uh, show notes uh, to the things that I talked about. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a great review. Give the podcast a great review. Tell friends and family about it. 
Um, subscribe to it on your favorite uh, podcast network, um, what, whether that's Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Play, any of those. And so because I'm on all of them. And I do appreciate um, your support with my podcast. It is starting to grow. It is starting to gain traction. So now I'm real motivated to keep going with this and to do um, the mix of interviews with uh, people I know in travel, as well as just doing these, you know, one-off podcasts where I'm talking about travel. And the next thing that, uh, well, actually, there's a couple things. The next thing that I would, uh, that I'm planning to do is to take some, um, uh, I guess try to try to do a little bit of this on the road. We'll see how that goes because I'm not going to have my podcast equipment with me. <laughs> what I'm probably going to try to do is to um, uh, record some of this on um, on my GarageBand platform, but not have this wonderful microphone. So I don't know if the the audio is going to really be awful or, or what, but uh, we'll have to see. And uh, just try to maybe, uh, you know, do it with my, um, my earbuds and uh, or uh, just try to maybe talk directly into the computer. We'll have to see because I'm what I'm planning to do is go on the road with my husband. We're taking uh, my younger daughter out to Los Angeles for college. Um, but on the way, we're going to be, uh, you know, staying in Las Vegas and uh, some time in Los Angeles, uh, specifically Santa Monica. And then from there, we're going to Palm Springs and to Tucson. So I'll, I'll see how it goes. If it's not going to work out, it just may not be a podcast at all. And what I might just do is, um, you know, just write a blog post, which is kind of my safe spot, <laughs> and maybe uh, do a few videos. But um, and then I'm going to be talking to a, um, one of my travel advisor friends, Kathy Waldorf, about Las Vegas. Originally, I was going to just talk about Las Vegas, but she spent more time there and has way more interesting to way, way more interesting things to say about it than I do just talking about it on my own own. So anyways, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I will see you soon. Happy travels. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to the Sansei Traveler podcast this week. Until next time, stay safe, happy and healthy and happy travels wherever you go.